Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my head. Can't seem to shake the face up. Hi listeners and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show, we welcome back our good friend Amanda Page Cornette. We'll um, catch up with Amanda about what she's been doing since the last time she was on, uh, as well as anything she's she's uh, working on that uh, she can talk about. Um, um, and this is going to be fun. And with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome back uh, our good friend, Miss Amanda Page Cornette, to the show. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you... um, um, thank you again for doing this today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, uh, now, your uh, your uh, manager Jill, who who is a very very dear friend of mine, uh, messaged me about a month ago uh, uh, to to uh, set this up, and uh, and and I've been been uh, been. Uh, looking forward to this pretty much ever since so awesome well i appreciate it i'm glad to be back uh jill uh, I, i've got a uh 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 brag on jill for a second i've known her for yeah. uh, a handful of years and and she's always been very very good to the show uh uh sending artists our way uh uh and just generally being being one of the uh, best PR people I've ever worked with. Yeah, she's awesome. She's, she and TJ have been so great to work with, and Nashville Entertainment Absolutely. Weekly. Absolutely. And uh, and and I was looking a little bit earlier uh, before you hopped on. Uh, uh, can you believe it's been it's been almost three years since we've done this? Oh my gosh, has it? Uh, things 2020 uh, just kind of flew by and like kind of just like expedited the rest of the time I think <laughs> exactly um the last time you were on it was I think um um uh September of 20 which was oh my goodness which was like you said it was a while ago it was okay well I'm glad to be back I hate that it took so well, long <laughs> uh, uh I think the entire world uh, 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 can can agree with you on that. Uh, and speaking of, of of 2020 and everything that went down, uh, when when uh, when everything uh, first started shutting down in 20, uh, was there ever a moment where you said, "Oh crap, my career is over"? No, not at all. I- I'm sure some people felt that way, but um, I was like, okay, so how am I going to make things happen? Because obviously we couldn't tour. Um, but thankfully in 2019, I had the opportunity to make a couple of music videos, which gave me material to keep putting out, thankfully, during 2020 since, you know, you couldn't be out filming videos, but I had already filmed a few, which made it possible to start releasing them through 2020, which was a very big blessing. Right. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, 
you know, I uh, hear that from a lot of people uh, that 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 uh, um, 2020 and 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 2020 and uh, 2021 as as scary and as freaky as they were. Uh, it didn't slow a lot of people down. Uh, uh, it it definitely slowed down industry. touring, but other than that, like I tried to do with with Nashville Entertainment Weekly and videos and everything. We tried to keep things moving along because if you if you don't keep putting stuff out and reminding people you're there, then they won't remember. So you have to keep reminding them. Exactly, and 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 as far as as us and the show over here. It was basically business as normal because because uh, thankfully oh well we're not a face to face podcast or a video podcast thankfully uh, so right for and, us it and was, podcasting in general I think skyrocketed oh my gosh podcasting just absolutely took off it was crazy I mean I remember uh, 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 several artist friends of mine were like were like. Hey, I'm starting a podcast. No, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, so it was it was just a weird slash cool time in the podcasting world, you know. Absolutely, I think video interviews, podcasts, audio interviews, everything like that really gave artists the opportunity to still be putting stuff out there. Thankfully, and even online concerts. Um, and it even gave us an opportunity to make some new fans that maybe we wouldn't have made otherwise because maybe they were following another artist and happened to stick around for an online concert to see who else was on there and then became fans of other people as well. Right. And and speaking of online shows, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember probably a month into the COVID lockdown, a month or two, uh, I'd go on Instagram or Facebook, and I'd see, like, 20 lives, and I'm like, what's happening right now? Well, we were searching for any possible way to still be able to perform, get music out there, get heard, and, you know, and in some ways to get tips and be able to make, you know, pay our bills and stuff so we could still keep right. making music. Right, and and i tell you what, one thing I learned uh, uh, from, the, uh, from that entire – Year and a half, two years. Uh, the music industry is resilient. Y'all will find a way to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I think that it's it's not an easy road anyway to be in an entertainment business and to be um, chasing an entertainment dream. So you have to be you ha you expect for there to be bumps, and you have to expect that you're going to have to run into them and try to jump over them and climb over them sometimes right and uh and i mean i knew that previously because 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 uh, let's face it a crap happens in the music industry a lot let's let's just face it and uh and when crap hits the fan in the music industry y'all rally i mean it's like nothing i've ever seen it's very true and i mean even Nashville as a whole, um, and the whole music scene, I'm sure, but I know Nashville, we definitely do. We, we've we definitely proved that in the last few weeks with everything going on in the news here. And, you know, mm -hmm. the people, the goodness of people comes out when there's, a, when there's a tragedy. Sadly, it takes, sometimes it takes that, but um, when there is one right. around here, everybody jumps in and pitches in for sure. 
Right. And and something else I love about specifically Nashville. When crap does happen, they will wrap their arms around you like nothing I've ever seen. I, I agree, and I think that, it's, like I said, I, I think that if only we could always keep that going, no matter what's going on, when things are good and bad, I think that that would make the world a better place. But definitely when there's a crisis, the people here and in the South are very much there for you and, and there to help out. Oh, totally. I totally agree. Uh, so uh, so uh, uh, sort of uh, 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 changing topics here a little bit. Uh, um, I was on uh, I was on your website earlier, and uh, and uh, from the information I've got here, uh, you you've uh, put out a, uh, a a brand new single recently called uh, called Someone to Miss Me. Yes, we put that out not too long ago, and um, trying to get traction along with the music video and. We're working on the the next one. We have a music video in the works right now too, and then our next single on the, in the books, ready to come out um, the week before Memorial Day. So, trying to keep things moving. So, so talk to me about about the single. Uh, uh, was it a a solo ride? Someone to miss me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Someone to miss me. Uh, I wrote that with uh, Carl Holder and Mark Narmore down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, on my first uh, trip down to the Muscle Shoals area. Mark, thankfully, one of my dear friends and co-writers, invited me into that family, and we had been writing with Spooner Oldham earlier in the day as well. And Spooner um, was there for our first two writes, and then he he ended up needing to go home. So the other two of us, or the other three of us, got stuck it out and I had this idea that came from just a personal experience I had had someone to miss me and threw it out to Mark and Carl and that that song really wrote itself very quickly it was very some songs take a long time that song it really it really just kind of wrote itself which was pretty awesome and uh, Mark and Carl are so talented it was so easy to write with them. Mark was on piano, and that's why we ended up doing a piano vocal version on the album. We actually had done a work tape of it that way the day we wrote it in Fame Studios, which was pretty amazing to be cut to be uh, writing in Studio B of Fame Studios, where the Allman Brothers pretty much created Southern Rock. And the uh, we ended up doing a demo of the song full band. And I just told Mark, I said, something's missing. I said, adding the extra instruments took something away from the song. So when we went into the studio to record the album, we decided to just do a grand piano and vocal again. Nice. And 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 I love stuff like that. I mean I mean, I'm a huge fan of 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 acoustic music, like uh, just a singer and a guitar, or a singer and a kick drum, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my heart just just explodes, you know. Uh, so, uh, so I mean, uh, that's pretty cool that y'all did it that way. That's pretty awesome to me. Well, it really, you know, some songs, some songs, the extra instruments add to the feel, add to the songs. But for some reason, with that song, and I guess. You know, it's it's about being lonely, and I think for some reason it just really 
adding instruments took away from the power of the words and of the music right. and Mark's playing is so amazing that um, we actually recorded the grand piano and vocal in the same room with a mic on me and a mic on the piano. So there wasn't a whole lot of uh, editing that could be done because we were bleeding into each other's microphones, but it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. That's, that's incredible. And, and like I said, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, my favorite thing to do in Nashville when I'm there and I'm, and I'm usually there probably not as much anymore as I'd like to be, but when when I did when when I do get there, I'm there probably two or three times a year now. And uh, and one of my absolute favorite things to do in Nashville is to just, is to just uh, sit in some some little bar like like uh, the listening room or Third and Lindsley or somewhere, and and just and just listen to to. Uh, acoustic music. I mean, I could probably sit there all day and just listen to, to uh, <laughs> uh, players. You know, the writers playing their own songs and absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's, and it, it is different. Um, you hear the production stuff, but sometimes when you hear who wrote the song, it, it takes a whole new. It, it adds a whole new um, element to it. Oh, absolutely, and uh, uh, and 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 like I said, that that, that that's probably one of my uh, favorite things to do when I'm in town is just is just go to some little dive bar where there's music playing and just sit and listen. I'm in heaven at that point. And you can find it everywhere. <laughs> oh, completely. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, but you know, honestly, uh, uh. I've been going to Nashville uh, so much uh, the past twenty-something years now that 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 I'm I'm not much in the Broadway scene anymore. I mean, I love it. I love the downtown area, but but the Broadway scene and not so much anymore. Uh, I'm sort of looking for more a local spot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And those are those are the places that you're going to hear the songwriter nights and the songwriters doing songwriter rounds. Um, than in the honky tonks because typically in the honky tonks they they want people playing stuff that's on the radio more or right. pop, songs that have been popular over you know the years. Um, right. But when you go to Brighter Night, you're going to hear original music that may or may not have been on the radio yet, but it's going to be from the people who wrote it. And it is it is a definitely a different vibe and than downtown. And I I think it's really great for people when they visit to recognize that downtown's not the only thing there is and to really experience the music they really should try to check out like even the commodore the local any of the places third and lindsley like you said um yeah it's a city winery places like that yeah 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 there's so many places that have um original music that you may or may not have heard or it may be from the Mm -hmm. person that wrote it versus the person you hear on the radio and it it does make it more personal, right? I totally agree. So, uh, so let me ask you this: uh, uh, I, I know we've covered a lot of stuff in in a short amount of time, but but uh, but just uh, 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 since the last time we spoke, uh, what have you been up to? 
Well, I've been writing. I've been still always writing for the next for the next album, next project. Um, last last summer, I ended up with bronchitis for a little while, so I had to kind of take a little bit of time off touring. And so we're trying mm-hmm. to ramp that back up. But um, in January, I went to the Carolina Country Music Awards, and this weekend we're going to the um, Mississippi Music Foundation Awards, where my band and I are up for Southern Rock Band of the Year and Song of the Year. So that's really exciting. And we're really looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to getting back on the road more consistently. It's been a while, and it's it's one of those things that when venues started allowing people to play again, they kind of started off slow, and then they got flooded with people wanting to play. So it became it became a whole new ball game trying to get back out there and tour again. Right. And I don't know if you know this, uh, speaking of downtown Nashville, did you know uh, the Wild Horses closing? I did. I heard that last week. I um I was, and apparently I was so sick. It's going to be that. rebranded. Uh, I was sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be co-owned still by this Ryman Group, which owns it now. Um, I I was very surprised that they weren't going to leave the Wild Horse name on it. I, I when I heard that, I, I was know. like very because they could still even if it's under new, you know, even if it's a new co-owner, I think that they could have still branded it in a way, way it. that it still kept the wild horse name. So right. It, right. That's, it, right. I totally agree. To me, that was a little bit, you know, we've lost a lot of the old great music venues lately. Um, mm-hmm. Exit in mm-hmm. 12th, uh, 12th and Porter, Douglas Corner. And, but that one is so iconic that. That one hurt. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually very surprised that they aren't um, maintaining at least part of the name. Yeah, that one hurt. I'm going to be honest, that one hurt. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's very much a touristy place, but and they're they're going to I think they could have rebranded it and kept at least kept Wild Horse in there as part of the name just for the for traditional oh, yeah. reasons, but Oh yeah. But, and yeah. uh I'm uh, not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> true. I've been to the Wild Horse uh a handful of times and it's become one of my uh uh uh, uh uh, favorite places in town over the years. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 one of the first times the podcast was ever nominated for an award was at the Wild Horse. Oh, that's awesome. And see, that's one of the first places I wanted to go when I first came to town. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's going to, I mean, definitely, it's definitely different for them to uh, get rid of the name, um, you know. Right. Everything right. changes, and you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But I, I think it's a uh, interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so uh, anyway, uh, uh, I know, I, I know you mentioned uh, um, 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 getting back out there touring and stuff. Uh, are there any plans for a summer tour? Well, we are working on putting together more of our tour, so it's, at this point, it's probably going to be more fall, um, just because everything gets booked so far ahead. Uh, we have a few things right. going on this summer, um, and like I said, I had to get through a little bit of a health stuff with my voice and after bronchitis, and I'm thankfully all through that. Thank you, Jesus, because <laughs> that was a little scary. But um, so now we're really trying to get back out there and trying to um, make things happen again and keep the ball rolling and get it rolling faster. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a uh, I'm a little bit of a guitar player myself. I've been playing guitar awesome. for probably a, around eight or nine years, something like that. Uh, okay. And I taught myself on YouTube. I taught myself nice. completely. Which was I I do not have that that patience. I was going to say I it's hard enough for me to to learn with a teacher. So <laughs> it was rough, but it was worth it. Uh, and uh, and 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 a couple of summers ago, I played my first gig. Awesome! It, How nervous were you? It, it was a four hour set, so I was dead at the very end. Oh my gosh! For a first gig, that's a long set. Yep, it was a four hour set. Uh, I played with with a local band where I'm from. Uh, we played a uh, a Fourth of July party. Oh, that's awesome! That's a great first gig. It's kind of hard to to book gigs after that because that's such a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we played um, a little bit of everything. We played southern rock. We played uh, a lot of country. We played. Uh, even a little Motown, if you can believe that. <laughs> oh, I believe it. That's kind of where we are. We 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 don't play a whole lot of uh, top forty. Uh, we play a lot of like, well, we play a lot of top forty from the last like fifty, sixty years. Whether it's southern rock, rock, blues, right. um, mm-hmm. even so, even some of the old pop rock stuff, and but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of blues stuff that we add into. So yeah, I think it's a it's great to have a mixture of it because. It gets boring if people play only the same thing. Uh, oh, absolutely, and 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 I'm looking forward to uh, to, to uh, hopefully getting to 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 play that again this year because because they didn't do it last year, uh, uh, and then then um, 20 and 21, you know what happened with that. Uh, so well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm uh, hoping to get to. Uh, to uh, play with me again this year. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, I actually, uh, I love the stage. I mean, the stage is like it for me, you know. I I know how that feels. That's where I feel the most at home. Uh, and and I remember uh, uh, me and the uh, band's lead singer, we did a uh, picture from from uh, uh, um, Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow, and, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, I can play that song with my eyes closed. I can, I've got it memorized down pat. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, um, the entire time I was up there singing, I'm like, I'm like, all right, Murph, don't forget your next line. <laughs> Do not forget your next line. <laughs> That is the hardest part about uh, when you're playing cover songs is you think you know the words to every song until you're the person that has to say the first syllable. Exactly. Because once somebody says that first syllable, you can sing along. But if you're the one that has to know that first syllable, it can get it can get a, like, it can get a little nerve wracking. Oh crap! Oh yes. A little oh, yes. story for you. I, I'm... Another little story for you. Uh, me and 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 one of my best friends. This has been several years ago. Uh, were uh, were were at this little uh, 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 place where she she used to live. Uh, 
um, um, singing with a live band. We were doing uh, Randy Travis and Carrie Underwood's version of, of of I Told You So, which is a great song. Okay. Uh, yes. So so uh, Emily takes the first verse and she kills it. Okay, absolutely knocks it out of the park. It gets to me, uh, and and I'm okay for the first first uh, first fifteen seconds, and then a singer's worst nightmare happens. I forgot the, the dang word. lyrics. I forget the dang lyrics. Well, yep. Uh, and and Em's looking at me like, Murph, Murph, get it together, or I will kill you right now. <laughs> that is where the technology has come a long way and been very, very helpful. Um, I, I have to, because I'm not a natural guitar player. I have to, I use my tablet to help me remember how to play the songs, like the guitar <laughs> parts, but. It can also help. I know a lot of people do it for the lyrics as well to help them, even right. if they just have the first first word of each verse down. Just because sometimes your brain gets blocked and you're and you're like, ah, crap. So exactly, but uh, but thankfully it was at a point in the song that she knew, so she so she had picked it up and and we we got back on track. But I was like, oh crap. What are these words? Yeah, yep. Yep. I, I understand. Been there. Been there many times. And it, the worst is when it's your own song, too. Oh, oh gosh. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> of course, then you can kind of at make things point, up if you need to. But uh, At that point, that's when you you uh, hold the mic out to the crowd at that point. <laughs> right. Or you, and you, or you hope your band knows the... Uh, Knows the song and Words. they can help you out there. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so, um, um, a couple more things for you, then I think we're gonna uh, uh, let you go. But it's been, it's been uh, so good catching up with you today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I I love being able to catch up with people and you know share music and talk music. Absolutely. So. So, I know we mentioned uh, uh, that you're working on a possible fall tour. I know we mentioned uh, this this new single that's coming out uh, fairly soon. But uh, 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 um, let me ask you this. Uh, is there anything that we uh, haven't discussed today that you'd like to talk about? Uh, the biggest thing is I always, and I've been saying this since 2020, you know, my biggest thing is I encourage people, if you find artists you like, to make sure that you go on and buy their music or buy their merch because that's the only way they can continue doing what they're doing. And so I always encourage people, whether it's my music or other people's music, though, to to buy music, even if you have a subscription plan, to go on and buy either a single or an album and really support the artists you love so that they can continue doing what they're doing. Um, and I know that's not really about my stuff, but, but it's, it's more of a PSA kind of thing. And, right. But you can find all my music at www.amandapagecornet.com. No, I am Paige. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, mm-hmm. Google, whichever, all the, all the listening, streaming places. But I, I just really encourage people to – pay for their music even if it's 
a subs- even if it is a subscription, paying for it because that way right. the writers can continue to write and perform. Mm-hmm. Oh, and thanks for the 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 Twitter follow back, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, 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 I don't know why I hadn't had, didn't I, have that already. I I just realized I, I didn't have that. I'm like. I just, I just saw that pop up. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, I should have. I thought I already did, but I guess I had, I guess I had missed it. <laughs> oh well. Well, uh, all right. So I think we're gonna uh, let you go and let you get back to your evening. But, 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 like I said, it, it's been, it's been uh, so great catching up with you today. Thank you so much for having me, and I, I really do appreciate all you do for all the artists, especially us indie artists and getting our music out there. Absolutely. And and I'll tell you something. In my 11 years of doing this, this has probably been been one of the uh the well it it seems like one of the uh, quickest interviews I've ever done. Oh, is that good or bad? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a very good thing because because Okay, good. Uh because I feel like we're we're such good friends that we just just uh, click and uh, and and the time just flies. We're just just uh, just here uh, having a good time, you know. Well, that's that's what it's all about. If you can't do that, then you're in the wrong business, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so um, I think I'm gonna uh, let you go and let you get back to your evening. Uh, but you've always got a uh, open invitation back to the show anytime. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. All right. I'll talk to you later, Amanda. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with um, the lovely Miss Amanda Page Cornett. Uh, like I told Amanda, that's probably one of the qu- the uh, quickest, most fun interviews I've I've done in a long time. Okay. So uh, next Tuesday at 4:30 Central, we welcome super talented singer-songwriter Exo Lex to the show. Uh, so I think with that, um, I think I'm going to end the episode right here. You've been listening to uh, uh, Weekdays with Murph. Uh, thank you and goodbye.